Well, good morning, Avalon Church, and happy Mother's Day. Let's just spend a minute uh, and let's pray together for our moms and for Jesus to be worshiped and glorified during this time. Lord, we love you and we are grateful. Thank you for all the moms in a celebration of Mother's Day today. But we also want to lift up the uh, the moms who um, are are grieving this today and the, 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 the ladies who want to be moms but are struggling and those who have maybe lost a mom recently. God, there's just so many feelings about Mother's Day. May they be comforted and celebrated and lifted up today in your name. And may Jesus, you receive all the praise and glory because of what happens today as we think and pray and celebrate you. In your name we pray. Hi, church family. And of course, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You guys do so much for us when we need someone to talk to, to nurture, to instruct, and sometimes just being a friend to us. You know, my mom is one of those people to me. And sometimes I would just hang out at the snack bar while she is in the kitchen. And I would just sit and talk to her for hours sometimes. Um, and we won't even notice how much time has gone by. Uh, she is someone that gives me great advice and always takes time out to listen, no matter who you are. She keeps in contact with like a million people at church members on a daily, uh, as well as extended family that she hasn't spoken to um, in months sometimes. And it seems like it is always somebody new every single day and every week. And you know, being a part of the body and being a part of the church, we need those types of people. And uh, with that being said, uh, or those people that aren't afraid to call um, and not afraid to text others just to see how they are doing. And with that being said, I would like to encourage and challenge you um, to reach out to someone you just met or someone you haven't reached out to in a very long time. Um, not only will that person feel loved and feel important, but also be one less person that my mom has to get in contact with because it really is a lot. And I don't know how many more people she can actually text and call at a time. But anyway, the message today is going to begin in this passage in Proverbs 31, uh, 20, verses 28 through 31. Uh, her children, so this is, the, this is the verse. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done her works bring her praise at the city gate. And I would just like to uh, pray us in. Lord, uh, we thank you for today and we thank you for, um, we just thank you for all the mothers out there, Lord. I ask that you would bless them, the single mothers too, that have to juggle having two roles, being two people, being, uh, being one person, but having to juggle two roles in the house sometimes being that father figure and, and balancing being that mother figure, Lord. So we lift up those uh, mothers that are just trying to do it all, Lord. And we lift up the mothers that are trying to keep a balance with their husband, Lord. And I just pray over the families um, that they would continue to be who you called them to be and that they would continue to learn who you called them uh, to be as well, Lord. I pray that we would uh, dive into scripture and uh, that our hearts would be open uh, to what the teaching is today. And we just pray all this in your name. Amen. Well, good morning again. Happy Mother's Day again. 
Anyway, did you see that verse at the end of the video? It's the one Andy read as well, that there are many virtuous and capable women in all the world, but you surpass them all. Virtuous and capable. I'm betting that there's not a lot of moms feeling that right now. And I laughed at the video, I, I, and uh, I hope you were able to see it. Um, I, I read some tweets this week that were great. One woman stated that I never thought the hardest part of battling a global pandemic would be fourth grade math. See, that sounds more like reality, doesn't it? Another one, quarantine, school day number two. At what point can I request a transfer for my second grader? I love that one. Quarantine day number three. I moved the table into the living room and now the kids have a great workspace to sit and throw fruit snacks at each other. And then the last, I, this is my favorite one. Sure, paint the dog's toenails cut your brother's hair, whatever. Hashtag my house is a zoo. Anybody feel that way? Well, you know, uh, I think real life looks so different than the virtual and capable woman of Proverbs 31, doesn't it? You know, the, the, the verse, the, those two words, virtuous, and capable. Those are two words in the English language that are, are, are being attempted to, to describe this one word, this one Hebrew word. I want to teach you this morning. Um, the word is chayel. chayel. Dennis, can you bring that up if you have it? Um, chayel. It literally means a person of valor. You know, to say the word, it's not chayel. It's You have to use the back of your throat. You have to clear your throat. It's chayel. Say that. It, it's actually kind of fun. Chayel. A woman of valor would be an Chayel. A man of valor would be a Gabor Chayel. See, the whole chapter of Proverbs 31 is trying to describe this perfect woman. If you read the chapter, it's it's fantastic. The uh, this woman, she's trustworthy and good. Followers are her everywhere she goes. She she has her own business. She wakes up early to take care of her family and stays up late investing wisely and working hard. I mean, she never gets tired. She cooks, she helps the poor. She, she makes clothes for her family and then makes extra to sell. She doesn't worry. She's wise, yet she is always kind with her words and her advice. Her husband is honored and successful and her, her kids have nothing but good things to say about her. She's super woman, super wife, and super mom. Now, I have heard a lot of messages in my life about the Proverbs 31 woman. And I am sure that these messages, all of them spoken by men, were always intended to inspire and encourage women. But I often wonder if, if that's how the messages were received because being compared to perfection can easily make a person feel guilty and inadequate. You know, for us men, we, we read the Bible and we have these heroes and they're also wonderfully imperfect. Moses sinned. He wasn't allowed into the promised land. David, King David, the man after God's own heart, also was a man who committed adultery and murder. Peter and the disciples, they betrayed Jesus. See, the men, the heroes, were deeply flawed, yet God was able to use them mightily. And, and I think we can relate to that. So, so when it comes to this Proverbs 31 woman, it's hard. No, it's impossible to measure up. Yet, 
from a Jewish perspective, that was never the intent of the proverb to begin with. You know, for the thousand or so years before Jesus was born, after these words were written, and the 2,000 years since Jesus was born, Proverbs 31 was never meant to be a checklist for women. It was instead meant to be a blessing and encouragement. And that's my hope for this message, because Proverbs 31 is actually a poem. Each line of the poem begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And what's interesting is that the poem was never written to women. Never. It was written to men. There's only one instruction in the entire poem, and it's at the end of verse, uh, at the end in verse 31. This is what it says. It tells men, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Men, honor her. Bless her. Why? Because she is an ashet chayil. She is a woman of valor. Not because she measures up to some predetermined role. Not because she's a wife or a mother or a stay-at-home mom. This isn't the only place in the scripture, in the Hebrew scriptures, in the Old Testament, where we see that phrase, ashet chayil. In fact, the term was also used for Ruth. Now, if you're familiar with Ruth in the Bible, Ruth never made clothes for her husband because she wasn't married. In fact, she was a widow. She was one of the most marginalized of all people in her culture. Ruth's children, they never raised up and called her blessed because she was childless. She didn't have her own business. She didn't keep up her immaculate home You know what she did? Ruth worked all day in the scorching sun, gleaning leftovers from other people's fields. She was the poorest of the poor. Now, guess what Boaz, a leader in the community, says about Ruth before she's married, before she has a child, before she's wealthy and influential. He says this in Ruth 3.11, all the noble people of my town know, Ruth, that you are a woman of noble character. And there's that phrase again, Ashet Chayil. Ruth is a woman of valor, not because she measures up to some amazing list of expectations, but because she lived a life with incredible bravery and wisdom and strength and faith. See, throughout Jewish culture, this phrase, Ashet Chayil, at its core, blessing. It was never a blessing that was meant earned, but it was a blessing that was bestowed unconditionally. It's encouragement, acknowledging not not necessarily just what you do, but the character and the spirit of how you do it. It's kind of like kind of like telling telling somebody now, you go girl, you're awesome. Imagine men how the women in our lives would feel if we encouraged them this way. That when they get accepted into a, a, the school or program that they've been applying to, you know, way to go, woman of valor. You, you know, your daughter gets an A on that test. Nice job, woman of valor. They announce they're pregnant. Congratulations, woman of valor. Because being a person of valor is not about measuring up. It's about living life with freedom and expectancy and bravery and hope and faith, and love, which definitely describes moms. 
but it also describes those who can't have children and those who are single and those who are uh, widowed, both men and women. You know, he finally gets to cleaning out the garage and you're like, thank you, man of He slumps through the door after a long work, holding a takeout pizza for dinner. You're like, pizza? You truly are a woman of valor. Imagine what a little poetry like this can do for a relationship. See, Proverbs 31 is, is describing, I don't know, the, the perfect soccer mom. <laughs> but Ruth, her life was just the opposite. And both of them were women of valor. Both lived their lives loving God and loving others and seeking to live lives with integrity and honor. Just like so many other women in scripture, these heroes. Um, Dana, did you get that slide with, with the various uh, list of some of the women heroes in scripture? There's, there's Miriam. She was a worship leader as the Israelites fled out of Egypt. And then there was Deborah. She led Israel to victory over the Canaanites. Huldah, one of my favorites, the great prophet chosen by King Hosiah, Josiah in 2 Kings 22. Huldah was, was chosen to read and interpret the scriptures. And you, you got to think about it. Josiah, he could have called a number of other prophets. Jeremiah lived during his time, Zephaniah, Nahum, Habakkuk, but he chose Huldah. And let's not forget Esther, who saved the Jews in Babylon from genocide. And, and then the women in the New Testament. I mean, it was women who were chosen before anyone else to see the resurrected Jesus. And Junia, the female apostle that Paul considered, and I quote, outstanding among all of the apostles. And Priscilla, she was a teacher of scripture and theology right alongside her husband. And Phoebe a deacon at the Church of Sencre, and a benefactor of Paul's ministry. Some of these women were married. Some were not. Some of them had children. Others didn't. Some were rich. Some were poor. Some were teachers. Some were students, leaders, and followers. You see, it's not what they did. It's how they lived that made them women of valor, people of valor. You know, maybe, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or dad. Be a stay-at-home mom or dad of valor. Know that God is using you in the lives of your family. If you're a nurse, be a nurse of valor. You are Jesus' hands of healing and encouragement. Maybe you're a CEO. Maybe you're a barista at Starbucks. Maybe you're looking for a job. Whether you're rich or poor or single or married, you are chosen of God. You have been freed and liberated in Jesus Christ to love and serve and grow and influence others through the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Live as a person of valor. Don't, don't worry about measuring up to anyone else's standard. Don't be limited by what anybody else uh, puts, any limitations they put on you. You know, maybe you have, you have dreams or passions that have gone unfulfilled. Maybe you long for, for something else. That's okay too, because it's not about what you do. It's about why and how you do it. You know, my wife, Ray Lynn, she uh, always had a dream 
of being a stay-at-home mom. And, and she got the opportunity once when uh, Allie, a graduating senior, was about 18 months old. Uh, Raylan ended her career and came to take care of Allie. Unfortunately, within just a month or two of her coming home, Raylan's mom became paralyzed. She had to move in with us. And overnight, Raylan became her mom's full-time caregiver. Now, a year or so later, um, forgive me, I don't remember the exact, but her mom started to require more care than Raylan could provide. And um, by then, uh, we were uh, planting a church, and uh, my salary suddenly became non-existent. And Raylan, um, as soon as she was able to become that stay-at-home mom again, had to go back to work just so that we could survive. Her sacrifice allowed me to remain a pastor. She sacrificed so much for our family, and she still does. See, she is a woman of valor. She inspires me to be a man of valor. When you observe the godly men and women in, in both scripture and in real life today, you know, what we see is that there's no single model of womanhood or manhood. No one size fits all. Jesus, he invites all men and women to follow him, to live lives of faith, pursuing him and his kingdom without limits, investing our energy and our creativity towards helping bring, bring God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Loving God and loving others, blessing your family, helping the needy and the marginalized, succeeding in your jobs, investing in your community. See, being a people of valor who, who seek God's will for their lives, instead of worrying about trying to measure up to what others say you should be, that, that's what we're called to do. I, I think Judy Garland, it was her who said, be a first-rate version of yourself not a second-rate version of someone else. You don't have to try to be like anyone else, just the person Jesus created you to be. And he created you to be free, to live exactly how he has gifted you to live. He's given you passions to pursue and skills to use. So experiment, take risks, make mistakes, and then get up the next morning and try again. Surround your, yourself with people who cheer you on and be a person who cheers others on. When, when you see someone step out in faith, cheer them on. When, when you see them try something new or sacrifice, cheer them on. You go, man of valor. You go, woman of valor. You go, person of chayil. You don't have to be the perfect mom or dad, and you don't have to be the perfect business owner or employee. You don't have to even be the perfect Christian or the perfect pastor. Hello. See, the perfect only exists in the land of unicorns. <laughs> we all feel inadequate sometimes. We, we all feel overwhelmed and overtired. We all screw up royally once in a while or a lot. Valor is recognizing that we need Jesus right now, right here. See, valor is trusting that I am his and he is working in me in the mundane, everyday, boring activities of life, that valor is living for the audience of one, Jesus. Knowing that Jesus delights in you right where you are and he offers grace and acceptance, he offers valor. He wants to work in you to create this image that reflects him more and more.
So exhale. Relax that death grip of comparison that's on your soul and embrace the you Jesus has created you to be. You see, if the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed. I want to close today by reading a prayer. Would, would you read along silently with me? Oh God, let me not live by comparison, but trust that you made me with purpose. Grow me into the person you designed me to be, a person experiencing freedom and liberation. I want to live as a person of valor and cheer on others to be people of valor. And I can do that because you, God, you are enough. Whoever has you in their life has everything. In you, I can live confidently and bravely. Amen. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me and my family. May we be people of chayil, people of valor. Not, not just about what we do, but about how we do it. Now, I want to encourage you, go get some bread. Go get some juice or wine because James Cowan, one of our elders, is going to lead us in communion. Good morning, Avalon Church. I'm James Cowan, one of the elders here. Uh, I just wanted to uh, stop by uh, here in your living room or wherever you're watching and uh, let's partake in communion together. I have to be honest, uh, I, uh, I've been saved since 19... 90 and I've gone to church pretty much uh, since then and I've never done communion before uh, this is my very first time leading communion in a, in a church-wide setting it just so happens to be online um, you know I, I thought about as I prepared for this I thought about everything uh, that I had ever been taught about communion what is the right, right way to do communion and uh, you know what is the what is the the appropriate way to do communion and then it dawned on me that right now there is there is no right way necessarily it's all about our right spirit and our right heart and so if you grew up as i did uh thinking that there is a prescriptive way that you have to do communion that it has to be just right that if you do it wrong you'll die um let's get rid of that um and let's let's sort of reset our thinking and realize that Communion isn't really about us. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ, our Savior. Um, so if you don't have anything yet, go ahead and head over to your cupboard. Grab your juice, wine, uh, your gluten-free bread, or your oyster cracker, or your tortilla, uh, or whatever it is that you need, and, and uh, let's just talk for a few minutes and, and join together. You know, if you read Matthew and Mark and Luke, uh, if you read 1 Corinthians and all of the various passages, is where communion is discussed. It's really interesting to read just some of the subtle differences uh, in those passages, but then also some of the things that are unified in those passages. You know, Jesus brought the disciples together during that time, and really they were just eating. They were having dinner. And Jesus, as he, he often did, used that time to change their perspective, but also to do something in a, in a normal situation that was that was uh, that was supernatural in many ways. What he did was, in a very subtle way, crafted a brand new command. 
a new, excuse me, a brand new commandment, a new, uh, a new covenant, if you will. And so that covenant changed things for us pretty much for all time. Just before he died, he decided that um, it was time to announce his new covenant to those disciples. And that covenant is what allows us, not just the Jewish people, but all of us to become part of his kingdom. And so he broke bread with them in symbolism of what was to come in the days that would follow. And he, he, he chose that time to invite everyone in, invite everyone to the table. And so I hope you come to the table and are prepared uh, to take communion and to worship the Lord. Um, so we're going to start with with uh, the bread. Uh, that's symbolic. It's not just so we can wash it down with juice afterwards. Um, the bread represents obviously the broken body of Christ. And uh, when he took the bread, he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, uh, when that was done, amidst everything that was going on, uh, he continued and he, he took the cup. Now, the cup, of course, the body was represented by the bread, but the cup was represent, representative of his blood uh, that was spilled for us. But really, if you think about it, when he was on that cross, when that blood began to pour from him, it represented a pouring out of grace on us. And that blood that flowed freely from his body flowed freely for us. And it washed over us grace like rain. Um, and so he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new cup in my blood, which is poured out for you. Now, normally we end the story here, but there's a little bit more. Uh, that happens as you read the passages of communion. The thing that we don't often talk about is what happened at the end. It says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. If you read in Mark, it says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So we often don't realize that that was part of what they did at the end of that communion, so they, they sang a hymn. Now, Carla, my wonderful wife um, for Mother's Day, has asked that I not sing a hymn for all of you. But I did want to offer up uh, a song for each of you and your families to maybe pull up and listen to when you have a moment. Um, it's from 2004. It was a song that was written by Jeremy Camp. Uh, it's called This Man. And I love the lyrics to it. Um, it says, in only a moment, truth was seen. Reveal this mystery. The crown that showed no dignity he wore. And the king was placed for all, all the world to show disgrace. But only beauty flowed from this place. So as we uh, move on with our days uh, and with Mother's Day, I want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day and ask that maybe your families just take a few minutes and listen to This Man by Jeremy Camp. Um, I think that's a great song that talks about what Christ did uh, for us. Um, the Cowan family misses you all, and we love you. Um, Avalon Church, God bless you. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. I'm going to turn it over now to Pastor Jim, who's going to close us out. Good morning, everyone. I, uh, I would like to choose to believe that we are having internet problems today because there are so many people 
tuned in to online church that is just overwhelming the bandwidth. And that just makes me a happy man. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, Dennis, would you bring up the text number, please, on the screen? We have a text number that we use at the church, uh, 407-559-8210. And it's a, it's a number you can text uh, any number of things, too. You can text prayer. If you require some special prayer, you can text give. It'll take you to our giving module online. But in light of this morning's message, if you were interested in and challenged by the thought of being a person of valor, and you listened closely to, to Don's prayer where he prayed, and I can do that, I can be a person of valor because you, God, are enough. Whoever has you in their life has everything. If you're interested in knowing more about that, please text the word NEW, N-E-W, NEW, to that number you see on your screen, 407-559-8210, and someone, Pastor Don or one of the pastors, will be in touch with you to talk to you about how to grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. I hope when you get done today uh, with our service that you'll click on over and check out the Avalon Kids Sunday worship video. Always a wonderful 30 minutes of worship for your kids, and of course, enjoyable for you too. I hope you'll join us again on Wednesday for the James study. Uh, Liz Dixon and John Malloy are going to join me again. We could not get through all of the portions that we had set aside. We're actually going to finish chapter one on Wednesday. I hope you'll join us for, for that. Next Friday, uh, an evening of worship and praise live online. Friday the 5th, May the 15th at 7 p.m. There'll be more information on Facebook and emails this week about how to connect with that incredible time of worshiping together. And a week from today, next Sunday, May the 17th at 10.30, right after our normal online service, we're going to do the Discovering Avalon class online Zoom. You can sign up for that at uh, avalonchurch.org slash discoveravalon, avalonchurch.org slash discoveravalon, or, or go to our website. All the links that you need are there. And I want to just remind you that the Drop and Go, Take and Go trailer is still receiving donations and is very active throughout the week. There is still a great need in our community that you can be a great part of. Happy Mother's Day. Moms, we wish that we could have celebrated with you in person. We wish that we could have celebrated with everyone in person. That's not going to happen in May, but we are, we are looking forward to how to do what we might call touchless worship service uh, in June. We'll keep you posted as, as uh, preparations are made and, and uh, that time fast approaches. But in the meantime, stay connected, church. Stay connected with each other, with the Lord, and especially today with your mothers. God bless you and have a great week. Amen.